1: I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific shares are trading higher this morning on the back of gains on Wall Street overnight. U.S. investors put aside any fears about uncertainty over the U.S. elections to start November off on a strong note. The Dow jumped more than 400 points or 1.6 percent. Small caps did even better. The Russell 2000 finished up two percent. Closer to home, investors have their eyes on Sydney this morning where they await an interest rate decision by the Reserve Bank of Australia. That's due out at around 11.30 a.m. our time. The ASX 200 in Sydney, meanwhile, is currently up about 1.3% in early trade. Seoul is trading higher as well. Markets in Japan are closed today for a public holiday. It's Culture Day in Japan. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Ryan Huang. Good Tuesday morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. How are you doing?
0: It is uh, another busy day and a busy week.
1: Indeed, it is the eve of Election Day in the United States right now. So nearly a 100 million Americans have already voted, casting their ballots by post or at early drop-off locations. This time tomorrow, we're going to be tracking results as they come out state by state, both for the presidency and the U.S. Congress. So a number of market watchers, Ryan, say that the race for the control of the U.S. Senate is just as important as the race for the presidency, perhaps even more so. Why is that?
0: Yeah, so this is what happens behind the scenes. You need the approval or the voting numbers in the Senate to be supporting the agenda, whoever is going to be the president. So, for example, if Joe Biden wins, in order for his policies or agenda to be pushed through, he needs the support and the votes in um, in Congress and Senate. So right now, if you look at what's the split, Senate is currently split between Republicans and Democrats, 53 and 47. And right now there are 35 seats up for re election. 23 of them belong to Republicans and 12 to Democrats. So Democrats need to win another four seats for majority or three seats if Joe Biden wins. So that is a really close, tight race to kind of decide how much of, I guess, power in office Joe Biden or Donald Trump will have, if uh, depending on who wins.
1: Yeah, exactly. So because Republicans currently hold a 53-47 advantage in the U.S. Senate, uh, Democrats need to a net gain of three to four seats, depending on who wins the presidency. And so, as you say, with the number of seats being tightly contested, pollsters are saying it's anyone's guess at this point which party could have control of the Senate in the next session. All right, let's turn to Hong Kong, where one of the hottest companies of the year is preparing to go public on Thursday. And I am talking about Jack Ma's Ant Group. There are already signs that the IPO is going to pop. And when we say pop, we mean pop big when it begins trading. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, talk about... A big pop on day one. Uh, we are just two days away, and already institutional investors are buying it at a premium of fifty percent on the Hong Kong grey market. Wow. So the IPO price is at eighty Hong Kong dollars, and some trades were executed at one hundred and twenty Hong Kong dollars. So that really reflects how much appetite and interest there is. Uh, and it's quite usually predictable or accurate indicator of what's going to happen on day one. And retail investors will be able to buy on the grey market tomorrow, so that could give us another gauge of what to expect on day one.
1: Mm-hmm. The Hong Kong Exchange is also making changes to fast-track the Ant Group into some of its key indices, including China Enterprises, the Composite and Tech Gauges. The rule changes could allow Ant to be part of these indices by mid-month, which in turn could fuel further buying by fund managers that track these indices. There is one new area of concern for Jack Ma and the Ant Group, though, and that is Chinese regulators summoning the billionaire for a surprise meeting yesterday. So what did regulators want to tell Ma?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a surprise for him because he should have seen this coming. It is a record-setting IPO N-Group is going to make waves with the fundraising and potentially uh, expansion down the line. So regulators, rightly so, are watching it very closely in terms of knock-on impacts, in terms of how aggressive And group could be, in terms of giving loans or ra- uh, dropping down its rates. So we don't have the exact details of what was discussed, but going by what we have, uh, quite likely um, it is around regulations because in the lead-up to this meeting, there was a spate of new rules just to keep everything more conservative when it comes to how much um, lenders can lend so they've been capped on loan rates and limits on how these lenders can pledge their securities. So I think uh, this is going to be one to watch in terms of new rules and regulations around the uh, fintech lending, lending landscape especially mm. when N Group is going to be up against the traditional banks in the same space.
1: I don't know. Do you know of any other developer of online payment platforms that's been told by China that they're going to be subject to the same capital regulations as banks?
0: Yeah, so when you think about it, N-Group is actually bigger than many of the banks out there. So um, we are likely to see many more regulations because... um, But this, this is new. This is new. Yeah. And we will be watching out for, mm. I guess, more regulations because usually the regulations will have to keep pace with the innovation.
1: Now, in other corporate news, PayPal is reporting stronger than expected earnings as well as a record-setting volume for payment transactions. What's driving PayPal's performance?
0: Okay, so it's very predictable. With all the work-from-home, buy-from-home trend happening, yep. uh, PayPal's earnings went up. So we saw net income up one 1%. Went up by nearly double to $1.02 billion. That is around 86 cents per share. Revenue rose around 25% to $5.4 billion. So that was good news for the quarter that passed. But going forward, its outlook for the current quarter was disappointing some market watchers. And PayPal said, no, it is looking at more uncertainty because of the um, pandemic's potential second wave coming to the US so that could restrict more businesses and in turn spending sentiment so that could have a, 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 a that could be a reason for why its stock was down more than 6% in after hours trading
1: mm. don't forget paypal also looking to the future saying it will be investing to create an expansive digital wallet that embraces all forms of digital currencies and payments What's that going to do for its numbers moving ahead? Let's turn to the commodity markets now. Oil fell to a five-month low overnight amid concerns that new lockdowns in Europe will depress demand. But crude is bouncing back a bit now. Has sentiment shifted again, Ryan? And if so, why?
0: It's a bit of a yes and no. If you look at what actually happened on the trading floor, oil prices were very choppy. In fact, We've, we saw the crude futures down as much as 6%. So, it eventually closed the day up by 2.8%. So, a huge swing. And all in, I think people were trying to figure out where oil is going from here. Mm-hmm. And one of the news headlines they were digesting was around how Russia uh, appeared to be giving a bit more commitment to output cuts. So that gives gives some relief, I guess, to people wondering if the OPEC Pascatel will continue on its path to curbing production. So that maybe a reason for the support we saw in oil prices overnight.
1: Brent crude currently trading close to thirty nine U S dollars a barrel. West Texas selling for thirty seven. The Straits Times Index broke a week long losing streak yesterday to start the month of November on a positive note. The SDI finished up zero point eight percent at twenty four forty three. Is it adding to those gains this morning, Ryan?
0: So good news for Singapore markets. It is up by. 0.7% at 2,460 points. And it is a bit of a milestone today for Capital Land because their entity, Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust, makes its debut today. So it's been what well, it was a Capital Commercial Trust renamed into Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust. So that is the reflection of the merged entity. So that will be one to watch today. And if we look at what's happening so far, there isn't a number yet. But Capital Land is up 1.2%. And that is interesting off the back of what's been happening with Robinsons because Robinsons is a, an anchor tenant at Raffles City, which is owned by... Capital Land. So yesterday, Capital Land was actually one of the top losers on the STI. And looking at another property counter we are tracking, and that is CityDev. CityDev was also a top loser along with other property names. It, would drop, it dropped 2.2% yesterday, but right now it is clawing back some of those losses. It's up by 1.6%. Capital Land was down 2.3% yesterday, and right now it's up by 1.2%. So that is what we are tracking. And of course, if you are a fan of nanofilm technologies, it is continuing to push up higher. One point three percent in the green at three dollars and five cents.
1: Yeah, SREITs with exposure to Robinsons, which is exiting Singapore, certainly in the spotlight. And Capital Land Mall Trust with fifteen outlets has largest exposure to the group by store count. Fasia Centerpoint Trust next uh, with eleven outlets apparently in terms of exposure to the group by store count. This has been Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. He's Ryan Huang.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.